hello, hello. Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. If you have a question, you can call 425-373-5527. I'll say it slower in case you're all fumbling for a pen or pencil. It's 425-373-5527. And just so you know, Greg is a practicing psychotherapist and holistic life coach. He has learned through both professional practice and personal experience that without connection to self, real connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. Welcome, Greg. It's, I'm, you know, I learned so much. (laughs) I'm telling (laughs) you, I had a four and a half hour car ride this week and I found myself Attempting to give like marriage advice because it was three women that were basically oh complaining God. about their husbands. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Just don't even listen to me. Listen to At The Root. <laughs> it's it's much better. So, um, yeah, it's I'm learning a lot. I would say that Pete would agree. Yeah. So let's talk about takeaways from last week. Yes. My, my big takeaway is that. Steve and Char came together. Steve got emotional. Yes. And when they left the session, I saw little bluebirds flying around their head, <laughs> <laughs> and I had tremendous hope for them. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. That that, that uh, was kind of surprising, right? That, uh, that moment of uh, surprised me. I think it surprised Char, too, right? Surprised I, all of us. Right? Surprised Steve, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. Well, the first session or two, you know, after we have those individual sessions can sometimes be confusing, you know, uncomfortable to both partners because hopefully they've started to learn things about themselves and, and this learning, it, they're learning surprising things, right? Mm-hmm. It's, they can't even believe some of it. It's incredulous. And, and, and more than likely, they're, by the time they come back into this session together, they're still piecing everything together or trying to. And, and, and right in there, there's memories floating around and shame, and regret and doubt, disbelief. They're all kind of flooding in. And, and, and with these two, Steve is discovering that Char's withdrawal is triggered by his criticism and dismissiveness. He's attempting to come to grips with this, but he's believed that, you know, all along that he's just doing his best to keep the relationship moving forward, right? Up the upsetting things are going to happen, but we just need to get through them and move on. And there's always a fix, and the sooner we implement it, the sooner we get back to our daily routine and, and you know, and we stay focused. Very stoic. Very stoic, very focused, and I've got this type of attitude. And... Uh, for him, emotions haven't been part of the equation, but and and that's that's the whole thing. It, this this is an equation to him, right? It's logical, analytical, common sense. Things have to add up, right, and keep this relationship going. And you know, for him to realize that this is automatic behavior coming from a troubled past, it, this can be difficult to bite off one chunk anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Really can. And, you know, somewhere in this, he's, he's, he'll start to realize that all his past relationships have probably failed due to this same behavior. And that's like, oh, no. Right. That's a lot to take in, right? A lot to think about. On the other hand, you know, Shara is discovering that she's 
really sensitive, very sensitive to rejection and lack of approval. And her withdrawal in interactions with Steve trigger him into even more frustration and anger. And he feels that she is helpless and overly sensitive. And this triggers her into, you know, intense feelings of abandonment and rejection. So here we go, right? The, the critical loop. The realization for her also that this is automatic behavior coming from her troubled past, once again, can also be difficult to understand, mm-hmm. right? Right. She has always felt that she is wrong or defective and their troubles must be all her fault. And to start thinking that she hasn't been to blame all these years, uh, that can be difficult too, right? Well, and that's a comfortable space to also reside in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we we get comfortable holding our baggage. We have it all balanced. (laughs) It's all balanced perfectly behind us there. and. We've got the training wheels mounted to it so that it rolls maybe a little bit. but <laughs> Right, right. I mean, trust me, I joke that I'm the Sherpa in our family. Yeah. I do everything first, carrying all the baggage so that everyone else can just get to the top and look at the scene. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> That's a lot of baggage. It's a lot of baggage. Anyway. <laughs> well, and for both of them, there's probably going to come some shame as they're thinking and putting this together right. Why didn't I know? How could I be so stupid to let this happen? You know, you get to that point and and that's um, a lot to take in. And that's why I have a job. (laughs) And you will have one for a very long time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this, this whole thing, I think, really became apparent for Steve when he had that sudden display of emotion, you know. Took Char and I by surprise. Me too. Yeah, yeah. But, but it, you know, it was a perfect moment for the two of them. And, and, and for him individually too. Um, he was embarrassed, right? It, it was pretty apparent he was embarrassed. And, and, you know, from his individual session, we learned that he was taught and modeled early on in his life that crying is a sign of weakness and a reason for shame. So many studies out there show that this is a lesson that most males learn by the time they reach adolescence. You know, it's a behavior that is imposed by, oh, these expected gender roles in most societies. So males either swallow their tears or actively avoid situations that might lead to crying, right? The avoidance. And, you know, I have to say this isn't all just a male thing. Um, That's the way that Studies have been structured for all this time, but it's more of an, an avoidant attachment thing, right? I mean, you know, gender isn't having anything to do with avoidant attachment. Right. I, I have other genders than males <laughs> that come to me, and they have an avoidant attachment issue. Right? I talked about the fact that I identify with some of that. Yeah. And you can have multiple types and, right. you know, so, yep. Right, right. And, and, and so... You know, back to crying, whatever the reason for the tears, I, I think there's a fear of being judged by others, and this plays a role in how we all express our emotions. So I mentioned a bunch of studies, and there's been a number of them about crying over the years. And, and quite frankly, science hasn't figured out crying yet. They just, it's not there. They can't put it 
Nobody in will cry. Scientific term. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> they can't get anybody to cry. Well, you know, and that's a piece of it because you're trying to do a study, and okay, how do you make somebody cry, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, it, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I think this tells us that it's not about science, right? It, don't tell the scientists that. But, um, <laughs> Evolutionary psychologists, right? They like to weigh in on crying, implying that it's a primarily a form of nonverbal social communication aimed at eliciting assistance, comfort, and social support from others. And that's in our genes, and it's been that way, uh, survival of the fittest type stuff. I don't know if I agree with that or not. Research does show that when people see others crying, they recognize it as a sign of sadness or distress, right? And that can result in feelings of connectedness. And that's, that's kind of cool because that's what we're looking for here mm-hmm. is that connectedness. So maybe crying helps us reframe distress. Recognize somebody needs help. Yeah. When I hear my cats crying at night, I know that they need help. Right. So if... if if we're crying, maybe we're trying to reframe distress. I mean, that's another theory, I guess you want to call it. Asking, you know, whether the memories of associated mood are accurate or not inside us, right? Reframe it. Or maybe it's a process that helps us repair sadness on a, a real visceral level, right? Um, making way for room to feel better again. I don't know about that, but it, it makes sense. Do we need to feel worse to get better? And crying helps with that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, mean, these are all theories, you know, that people have out there. When I was a kid, I had a very hard time getting in touch with emotion. And so Mm -hmm. I would read uh, a particular book that every time I read the last few chapters, I was able to actually, like, have a release and cry. Mm. So it's like I very much associated like it was a way to get in touch with a bodily feeling of the sadness that I was feeling and couldn't seem to express. And there was then a reason for crying because, you know, I'm part of that generation that, you know, you don't like don't cry. It's, you know, suck it up. Right. And so when you're dealing with feelings and there's not anything, as you said, and Steve trying to logically have it all add, add up. When it doesn't add up and you can't identify why you want to cry right. reading a book, there's a reason. Yeah. I mean, it, things don't add up for a reason. They're not going to. They're right. not supposed to. Right. It's not. It's just, you know, I personally just think that crying helps us to get across what we're feeling, right, in a way that words can't. Can't. We Words aren't going to work. Crying does help us get across what's feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. I remember. I, I I grew up in that environment, too, where, you know, crying's a weakness, son. You know, you, mm-hmm. you know you're not going to get anywhere showing those emotions, so suck it up and keep moving. Keep moving forward. Get past this. It'll always get better. I mean, these kind of things, but. If you don't have time, if you don't take time to to feel that visceral part of the emotions, and there's so many people. Oh, I think like I've this. only seen so many people. Pete cry. 
we've been married for 29 years, and I think I've maybe witnessed him cry three times. Yeah. And we had four kids, so it was not when the children were born. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up, I, you know, even into way into adulthood. I mean, I, I'm pretty emotional. And I express my emotions quite a bit now, probably too much now over the last 10 years as I've learned about this. And, but, you know, now I think I've gone the other way, but, you know, I can't even sing the national anthem without, you know, tearing up. Or, okay, well, that's a whole separate thing. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I'm with you on that. All right, okay. <laughs> I went to, a, I went to a, well, that's kind of a tangent, but uh, Annette and I went to a, a, this public um, Gathering, I guess, a big public gathering with with our family, and um, uh, it was outdoors. And our son, stepson, my stepson, knew the the people that ran the place, and he came running over to me and says, "My God, the uh, uh, person that was coming to sing the national anthem before this starts is didn't make it. Can you do it?" And I'm like, uh, "Okay, I'm a singer, sir." Yeah. So I got up here in front of all these people, microphone. And I'm supposed to look at, you know, the flags right there. Sure. And I realized I couldn't look at the flag and do this. I had to just avert my gaze just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I made it through it, you know. I, you know, what was the one that almost got me? Uh, gave proof for the night. That yeah. one just almost got me. But I made it through. I did an okay job. But uh, I don't know why I brought this up. But, well, you know, it's, it's an example. Being in touch with your emotions and the yeah. fact that you've gone that other side. And isn't it interesting that, again— we have to quantify what it, you know, there's like a, a, a specific thing that we can say that this is what it's attached to. Right, right, right. I'd rather be too emotional, I think, than not emotional. Well, there, there has to be a limit there, right? Well, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, pendulum swings are unhealthy. They yeah, 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 right. So. So, so crying is all about vulnerability, right? That's, that's basically what it is. When we cry, we're laying open our emotional soul, whether it be in anger or happiness or sadness, right? We're just opening up. And when we're that vulnerable around others, it opens wide this, the gates for connection, right? I mean, think about it. When we're vulnerable, here it is, connect or not, you, it's right here. Mm-hmm. Attunement, empathy, feeling felt by the other. Um, and that's, I think, what happened for Stephen Shar here when, when Steve broke down in the in the session. That moment of vulnerability for Steve opened the door for Char to come in mm-hmm. and to feel what he was feeling. Remember, she moved over on the couch mm-hmm. after I reminded them, but yeah. And they they had a really touching moment. And and hopefully during this Steve felt that he was being felt. He felt hopefully he felt that Char was feeling. Feeling felt, that's a big part of this. And, mm. and, and hopefully Char felt that she was being felt by Steve. That's that attunement. Empathy, that's basically the a definition for empathy, right? But, but it's that attunement, feeling what the other person is feeling as you're sharing whatever, mm-hmm. an interaction, conversation. That's a powerful language difference. It is. Oh, yeah. And you notice, I didn't say know that he was being felt, but felt that he was being felt. And there's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, do you think you were being felt? Yeah, I think I was being felt. Or no, I know, I felt being felt. There's a huge difference. So let's, 
we have time. Let's join them in the next session here. So when they came in, they, they actually sat next to each other on the couch this time. Yeah, no, I noticed that right off the Romantic bat. Romantic and me. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful. So I just started off, you know, how was it for both of you after that last session? That was pretty intense, Steve said. It was so unlike me. I generally have better control of my emotions. Oh. And then Char looked at me and raised her eyebrows. And then she turned to Steve and says, that's what we're talking about after we left, Steve controlling your emotions and not letting yourself feel them. Steve replied, I know, I know, but I, I think I was scared when it was happening. And then Char jumped right in. Fear is an emotion, right? <laughs> She's an expert now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, and I always wonder what good it is. Except for safety and staying out of trouble, what good is fear, he said. So it, I wasn't really going to answer the question. I just chimed in, man. You know, it sounds like you two talked over the last session between yourselves, you know, not in here after you left. And, and Steve replied, we did, or we tried to. I was kind of a mess for a while. And Char chipped in. We went and got ice cream. That a girl, Char. <laughs> I chuckled. <laughs> well, that'll do it. Char smiled to Steve and said, worked with the kids. Steve, Steve smiled back at her. So, you know, they were having this moment right there in front of me that that was kind of a continuation of this connection, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring that up. I asked, do you, do you notice any change in your basic re- interactions uh, since last session? Uh, you know, a change in your energy together. Steve answered, I have noticed a change in the general vibe between us. Things seem more low-key, not as intense. He looked at Char for her response. It feels like it's not so much on edge. I said, well, it's important to note what something as simple as that moment of emotional connection you had at the last session, what that can do to improve the vibe, as you called it, Steve. I want you to think about this energy you feel between you, the both of you, and know that it can be this way most of the time. Steve said, well, I don't know about that. We've got a lot of a history the other way. I replied, you do. But that history is built on baggage. You've both been carrying around subconsciously and operating from a reactive automatic state. You're both starting to scratch the surface on this, and it's, it's, it's can be scary, unsure, uncomfortable. But as we talked about before, the key is awareness for you both. Knowing what is going on in your own mind and heart at any moment. And being vulnerable and sharing what's going on in your heart and mind at any moment willingly with your partner. That's the hard part. It's not easy. And to be truthful, not something we can do every second of every day, forever. It's impossible. But we want to swing that way as much as possible and keep it that way, keep the norm on that side. Uh-huh. Just remember the way you felt in that moment of emotional connection last week and since then. Just remember that. Be aware of it. And that is what we want to shoot for as much of the time as possible. So Steve asked, do you think I'm really ready for that? And I answered, do you think you're really ready for that? And Char jumped in, I'm ready. 
And you are too, Steve. It'll be scary and different, but we'll do it together. Okay, okay. You're right, and I want to keep building on this. I'm just so stuck in my old ways. We're going to have to take this slow. And I said, well, you two get to dictate the speed. Let's not even think about time. Let's just let it happen, whatever it takes. They looked at each other, and he grabbed her hand. Then he turned to me and matter-of-factly said, all right, let's do this. Where do we start? I said, well, we've already started, and, and we continue right where you are now, just with this awareness. Working on the awareness of what you're thinking and feeling and practicing sharing that with your partner. I want to say that again, Steve. Working on the awareness of what you're thinking and feeling in your heart and mind. And then practice sharing that with your partner. It won't be easy. It's, we, especially since we, you've never done it. It's just, it, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. So I then continued, you know, and we're going to work on being aware of how those thoughts and feelings you're each having are being manipulated by triggers from your partner. You want to be aware that the triggers take you to an emotional place that is not real. This isn't true. You are using coping mechanisms from the past, in the present, and they're useless right now. When you can be aware of the triggers to each other in the moment, then you can stop reacting and interact at a more emotionally connected place. That's where we're headed. So that's what we want to do in all this. That's why you always say at the end of the show, stay aware. Stay aware. So that you yeah. can be aware. Now, yeah, yeah. I'll that's... have you know yeah. that this feeling versus thinking thing, Uh oh. this came up also on another drive to our lake house. <laughs> okay. I've been driving back and forth a lot. <laughs> this time with Pete. Uh-huh. And... I was, of course, complaining about the fact that he never says he's sorry and that I can count on two hands the number of times that he said it without me nagging him to death about it. (laughs) Right. I'm sure this is all sounding familiar to, like, so many listeners right now. (laughs) And so I had this this Greg Kuiper in my head moment and found a way to explain it. And I said, I am not asking you to apologize for how you feel, what you believe, what you think. Any of those things. I am merely asking you to apologize for how you made me f- made me feel in the moment and during the interaction. Hmm. And he was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, he said something smart, a- smart alecky, like, you know, well, I'm sorry that, you know, that you're wrong and <laughs> I'm right and, <laughs> and that makes you feel bad. <laughs> Right. Um, however, he clearly took that to heart because something came up a couple days later and he said, I'm sorry if you felt that way. Mm. So look at that, bringing up feelings. Right, right. So he's, your little conversation there made him more aware. Yes. So yeah. it's, and it's, that's it, just being aware of what's going on in our, in our minds and hearts, you know. What's going on right now? And figuring out those triggers, what the advice right. that you're giving to Steve and Char and 
being aware of the triggers and and taking a moment when you're not completely incensed to reflect on it right. and figure out what is it that's bothering me about this in the moment. And I realized it was, I don't expect people to apologize for what they think and what they believe and any of those things. It's just the how it how it impacted my heart or how it impacted my feelings about things. Well, you probably got triggered, right? Think about it. You got triggered there. And um, so looking at that piece too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. We don't have time for a session right now. but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, 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 I just thought of something and it went away, but it'll come back here in a second. Um, yeah, going forward now, for Stephen Shar or couples in this where they're at right now, it, it's it's remembering the triggers more often, being aware of the triggers more often, and actually catching yourself sometimes in the middle of doing the trigger. This is this is where it can get. Um, well, I want it to get fun because that's the way we want to do this with curiosity rather than you know mm-hmm. chewing each other out or whatever. But but. But, oh, my God, that's exactly what I do to trigger you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. After you say something, you know, or do something. Oh, that's it, isn't it? Yes, honey, that's it. Blah, blah, blah. There and it you is. You talk about it, right? Uh-huh. Or, 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 or even, oh, you know what you're doing right now. You're really triggering that thing in me. Oh, my God, I am. Quote See? Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but being able to, and not... Uh, and not, you know, be loaded for bear in return, not get defensive or critical. You know, it's just, oh, my God, I am. You're right. Right? Then you can work on these triggers together in a teamwork fashion mm-hmm. without all of the baggage um, dragging around with it. I was half expecting Steve when Shar was talking about how she took him to get ice cream. Mm-hmm. And she said it worked with the kids. I was sort of half expecting him to be like, ah, I'm not a kid. And, you know, rah, 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 rah. and <laughs> so, you know, the fact that it was a simple pleasure and that right. they could find some camaraderie and some Just joy connection. There, right. About that simple moment of connection. Um, that's what we strive for so much, you know. And uh, I work with so many people that, uh, that uh, just... Uh, or struggle with that moment of connection, you know. One partner will say, hey, you know, there's a farmer market in Fall City tonight. Let's go. I've heard, and there's some good music. Let's go. And the other partner goes, you know, uh, I just don't want to deal with the parking. Right. Right. So right there would have been a perfect moment of connection for the two of them, enjoying some music, maybe have a beer, Walk around, the weather's beautiful, right? Right. You drop me off, you park the car, I'll go get us a beer. Yeah, right. <laughs> See? There, but, I mean. but, but that automatic reaction of, oh, I hate the parking. Anyway. Right. You know what I mean. Oh, I live what you mean. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to continue to learn more, then continue to listen to At the Root with Greg Kuiper. You can also connect with Greg on his website at kuipercounseling.com. You can also find him on social media like Facebook and Instagram at Kuiper Counseling. And remember, you can always call in. Greg? Everybody stay aware out there. See you next week.